three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Have We Made It Yet podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, the comedian, Josh Young. And I am the actor portion of this podcast, Lucas John Ng. Yes, he is. He's Lucas John Ng. He's, uh, he's got three names, and that's how he's going to make it in, in Hollywood, in the industry, with the three-name unicorn stage name. Uh, but yes, welcome to this podcast where it's two creatives. Uh, we just happen to be Asian. That's not necessarily part of the shtick, but it, we're two creatives trying uh, to make it, as people say, uh, within creative industries. And uh, we're just basically asking each other, have you made it yet every two weeks until it happens or until it doesn't happen? And then we'll just perpetually remind ourselves of that. Um, but we also have guests on our podcasts also other creatives to talk about their process and if they've made it or not but of course at the top of our podcast we always ask each other so i'm going to ask you lucas all right have you have you made it yet no i have not made it yet um and it is a process it is a struggle it is a very sweaty struggle at times because recently a lot of auditions I've had to do have had to be in here, of course, when you're doing self-tapes. But because it's getting a little hotter in Vancouver, got to close all the windows, turn off the AC, can't get that white noise on that self-tape. And there was one audition I had to do for a Christmas film. I had to wear a full-blown jacket. Ooh. Damn hot. Very damn hot. I had to pretend, I had to basically mime that I was horseback riding. So like this the whole time while in a full-blown jacket. You know, cool. the things very, you do. Very Jane Austen-y, I guess. Is it? Is it kind of on a horse? How many how many modern situations are you on a horse, really? True, 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 true. Um, that is very true, Josh. Although this wasn't a period piece. It was a Hallmark movie that was mm. based in Montana and everything. Um, but either way, though, you know, it's a long journey. It's a hard journey. And at times a very sweaty journey, but have not made it yet. But, you know, getting there and getting hotter along the way, man. Yes, it was. It's long. It's hard. It's sweaty. I think we've we've established <laughs> the main <laughs> characteristics of the job. Um, inadvertently, that was hilarious, Lucas. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Mr. Josh Young. <laughs> Have you made it yet? I, I have not. I have not made it yet. It's been uh, it's been a, a slow couple of weeks. Did you did you realize that that's what it, it kind of came out as you were describing it, or no? I, I just meant to say that I was really humid. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all the viewers had other ideas, Lucas. That's uh, that's that's what happens when you when you allude to. I it's it's pretty funny, but um, other than that. That was like the most jokes I've made in the last week. So <laughs> thank you for, for that setup. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing going on right now. Kind of uh, in a bit of a lull motivation wise as, uh, as you know, it's always going to be the case. Got to somehow find motivation to keep yourself going. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And yes, I agree in Toronto, Toronto, it's, uh, it's quite hot. It's quite humid. The days are longer, so uh, yeah, 
got to keep going. It's a long, hard, sweaty it's a, journey. Such a long, <laughs> so long, so hard, so sweaty. All right, oh, yes, Josh. Lucas. <laughs> uh, we're just going to get right into it because you know what? We're going to try to make this a compact episode as yeah. we're going to try to do for the rest of season three and beyond. It never um, happens, though, but uh, we're going to try super hard. We're going to try super hard. Super hard. So it's nice and short. <laughs> um, all right. So we do have a third panel today. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, I, I first met our first guest, our, our Sorry, I first met our right now guest when I was asked to be a part of her and her co-host's podcast, the amazing show, Shit, We Don't Tell Mom. They share vulnerable stories about how to improve your well-being and relationship with yourself through the lens of two Asian millennials. I jumped at the opportunity to share with them, and it was an amazing experience that made me feel right at home, even though I had only met them briefly and our next guest I hadn't even met in real life yet. After we finished recording, our next guest told me she was going to come to my side of Canada to do some more schooling. It was there that we finally got to meet in person. And let me tell you, she's just as amazing in person as she is on her show. It was like old friends catching up. Only difference was that we were only meeting for the first time. Her enthusiasm, trust, attentiveness, and kindness makes her an incredible human being on top of all the more than capable nature she has within herself. Again, you might know her best as the aforementioned co-host of Shit We Don't Tell Mom podcast. Please welcome Christy Yee. Oh my goodness, what an intro. Of course, I was, I was like, oh man, we haven't even started and I'm getting all like, emotional and excited but like oh all these like nice heartwarming feels <laughs> forgive our our show intro that we've never rehearsed that never but of <laughs> course like we got to have something special for christy here though yeah we got to do it live it has to be natural it has to come off uh you know unscripted and clearly so that one <laughs> so when it's natural it's all long and hard and sweaty then I mean, it can sometimes be that. I mean, you just got to roll with it. It has a gotta funky roll. smell, too. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that was um, not. That's you. <laughs> that wasn't in the script, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're derailing this. All right, Christy, as we start off with every episode, have you made it yet? I have not made it yet. Nice, nice. Um, but what would be your it in making it? Oh, so you know Oprah, right? Oh, yeah. We've heard of her before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Oprah. I have actually not watched a single episode of Oprah, but I like the idea of Oprah. So making it would be like, I would love to have a show where I just have all sorts of people from all walks of life sharing their vulnerable stories, especially mm -hmm. the ones that we look up to, people that we think, you know, we see their successes. But I want to know what's the behind the scenes stuff, because we all know as fellow humans, there's a lot of behind the scenes shit. So let's let's get into those stories. Mm -hmm. My idea of making it would be, uh, yeah, be the Asian Oprah. Nice. Can you can you tell our viewers what the name of your like what do you call your fans of your of your podcast? Because I love that name. <laughs> Poop Troops. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The poop truce. <laughs> um, okay, so we're just gonna go in here. So, like, your show deals with the uncomfortable shit that we all try to shoo away from, be it mental health, anxiety, therapy, breakups, all that. Um, I did want to ask for our viewers there, what was the inciting incident that caused you and Angie, your co-host, to try to create a show? So the story goes. When you, you know, when you're hanging out with friends and sometimes you have a couple of drinks and then story starts coming out, you feel a little bit more comfortable in sharing some of those vulnerable things or your mm -hmm. fears. Basically that happened one night on, um, at Angie's apartment and we had some liquid courage, started sharing some of our stories and we realized, you know what, why is it that we only do this behind closed doors? Why is it that we only do this when we have a little bit of liquid courage in us? Why is it that we only do it with people that we trust? Well, we can answer that as a rhetorical question, but the whole point of it is how come we don't share more of our vulnerabilities and we don't share more about our fears and insecurities. Because if we did, I we felt like the world would be a better place. Everybody will know that, hey, I'm not, it's not me who's struggling. It's not all in my own head. It's, you know, other people might relate as well. So we thought, you know what? People aren't doing this, they're not sharing. So why don't we do it? <laughs> we can start sharing our stories and hopefully that could encourage more people to share even within their own circles with their friends, with their families, with their colleagues, be a little bit more honest about how we feel day to day. And hopefully collectively, all of our mental well-being would be better together. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I love that too, because it really counteracts what my next question, my, my next lead up would have been, which is talking about like imposter syndrome, because I feel like that topic comes a lot in your discussions, even among like a lot of different episodes and everything. How, how big of that IS feeling, that imposter syndrome, how big of that feeling did you have when you first started out that, uh, when you first started the podcast? Oh my gosh. I still have it now. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> How? Okay, I think when we first started the show, it was more like, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, what What are our friends going to think? Mm. Like, we're going to be sharing these. One of the first stories I shared was when I got um, diagnosed with depression uh, when I was really young and I was put through the psych ward in the children's hospital. And I shared about, about my experiences there. And that story was something that I held on to for a really long time. It was like my deep, dark secret. I didn't want people to know that I've been to a psych ward. Like I'm a psych patient, you know? There's a lot of stigma and connotation. And I just, I, I wanted that to be something that no one would ever find out, you know? And yet that was one of the first stories that I shared on the show. So yeah. incredibly scary because of fear of judgment. And I think we all have that because we're humans and we thrive on being social, right? And so we mm -hmm. care about what the other person thinks. The imposter syndrome, I don't think it, it came because I'm like, oh, I'm pretending to be a podcaster. So uh -huh. much of the imposter syndrome comes at work like during day jobs oh, you know yes that's where i feel like i'm an imposter for me because i'm mm -hmm. like 
these people are paying me money. As a podcaster, when you first start, like nobody's paying you money, you're just doing this for fun, right? So it's, (laughs) (laughs) and and so it's like, who cares? The stakes are a little bit lower, you know? The only thing that was at stake was your own personal reputation. What are my friends gonna think about me? But at work, someone's paying you money to do work, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, do I know what I'm doing? Am I, should I even be in this job? Like they're gonna find out that I don't qualify for this job and they're gonna fire me, you know? Uh Uh So that's where a lot of that imposter syndrome comes in for me is when there's like, I have to prove myself because someone's paying me to do something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I I definitely hear that just because like, I I am starting a new job come Monday and it's my, my first manager title and like, Holy crap. I've never had to hack. I've managed people, but I've never had that in my title. And it's, uh, it, it is a kind of, um, kind of at times overwhelming experience to, to have to believe in yourself, but also like push through. So in terms of what you just said about like your first couple episodes, you, you were talking about something that was so held deeply within you. Did you find that that was liberating or at the same time, were you just scared of more judgment? Uh, That's a good question. I want to say both. So Mm. when I first shared the story, like on the day of the recording, (laughs) it felt very liberating because it's not like nobody knows about the story, but it would be very selective people. And to, to share that with Angie, a lot of people think Angie and I are like best friends, you know, but um, we actually only recently reconnected and Angie and I went through high school together, but you know, we, we were always good friends, but we were never like best friends. And so to share that story with someone that I trust, mm-hmm. um, that I typically wouldn't have shared with, that felt liberating. Yeah. So on the day of recording, and then the day of release is a different, totally different feeling. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where all the fear of judgment comes in. It's like, oh my goodness, it's now out in the world. It's on the internet. and you know, shit on the internet, that's, that stays there forever. Okay. And, you know, all of our friends and family are going to be listening to it. People that I've been trying to keep the story away from now, I'm like handing it to them. Like, here you go. Here's something very scary about me that I didn't want you to know. Um, so that was deeply terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you uh, find yourself kind of like doom refreshing? It's like, when is it, <laughs> when is something going to happen? When is somebody going to comment? When is somebody going to reach out to me? Because I, I feel like I put this big thing out there. Uh, when is it going to happen? When's the first person? Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm trying to think back because that was over two years ago that we released yeah. that episode. I want to say probably because yeah. when we first released, um, we released three episodes on the same day so that was Mm. just how we launched and my story was one of those three episodes and i wasn't refreshing like just for my episode but i would be just refreshing all the time to see like how many people have listened how many downloads have we had and going through all those metrics and that really creates this whole other level of anxiety right because you're like First, you're you're concerned that nobody is listening, and you're like, "That's kind of shitty." <laughs> catch catch twenty two, really. Yeah. But then, if you're like, "Oh my god, people are actually listening," what are they thinking now? What what are their responses? Are they going to be supportive, or are they going to judge me? Or are they going to think this is totally stupid? You know? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. Did it hit the sweet spot for you though? Like in terms of how mm. many people listened and how many people didn't? I mean, we didn't know what to measure it against, right? Mm, so when sure. we first got our stats, we we're like, cool, but what is this? <laughs> What does this mean? Is this good or is this not? Right. And then you yeah. go into a whole spiral of like trying to dictate your worth and your value based off of these metrics when uh-huh. I didn't even know what these metrics meant to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point now, we're trying, keyword, trying not to pay attention so much to these numbers mm-hmm. um, because we just don't want it to get in our heads. Like the whole point when of our show like when angie and i first got together and we were brainstorming what is this show going to be about like what is the purpose and we said to each other if one person Mm -hmm. listens to our show and can feel heard can feel like they relate can feel somehow better because they know that another person has also gone through a shitty time yeah then we we made it (laughs) that was the goal (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and people have people responded really well, and they would message us. And yeah. you know, I just I did not expect the level of support and love and kindness that people had given us. Mm-hmm. And we still feel scared. I still feel scared. I just recently released an episode about how I had <laughs> I um, broke off a, a six year relationship, and mm-hmm. we released that a few days ago. I'm still nervous now. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, but I still get like a, a lot of these lovely, lovely messages from people saying things like, you know, I also recently broke up with someone. These were the things that I was feeling. I, like I relate to you, or I I see so many parallels. Like mm-hmm. why don't we talk about this more? And you know, those things offset the fear of judgment and it offsets the anxiety. It doesn't mean that it's not there, mm-hmm. but. I try not to pay attention to things that will increase anxiety, such as the metrics, and try to pay attention to the nice and lovely things, like the great messages that we get afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I I did want to ask you this question. I I mean, it's somewhat related to what we just discussed and everything, but um, I I was going through your website, and and I stumbled upon a part where you stated your biggest fear. And you stated dementia, which is, you know, a, a very real thing. It just struck me because like when I listen to your show and also like hanging out with you, uh, you do have a way of like going in depth about any given scenario that we were discussing, you know, like the sensations, the setting, the scene, everything like that, the smell. What is it about forgetting that frightens you? I feel like in our lifetime, we are writing our own stories, every experience, every relationship, Every day when we wake up, we go through the emotions, we are writing a part of our story. Yeah. And I find it incredibly sad and scary to -hmm. think, what if I don't remember the story I have created? I have spent my whole life building and crafting this story, this Mm -hmm. person of mine, of me, (laughs) and and you don't remember, you don't remember yeah. who you are. You don't remember your own experiences. You don't remember the people that you love or people that love you. And mm-hmm. that's that seems just incredibly sad and lonely. And I feel like it feels like what a waste of life if you can't remember it, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm. totally. You find yourself um, 
journaling or like recording thoughts and stuff is that I've always thought that that'd be great. And I feel like I did some when I was a kid and flipping through those would be quite a, quite an experience again. Um, but yeah. What kind of tools have you tried then in order to kind of remember more? Taking photos is a really big one for me. So, I mean, we all have cameras now, right? So it's like no shame in taking photos. Everybody's doing it. But um, I remember there was a point when I did feel really embarrassed for wanting to take pictures of everything or like of every moment. This was before like Instagram was a thing. So we're talking like a lot like high school days for me. And that was a strategy for me to remember because I actually have very poor memory. So I'm, I'm pretty young, but like, I don't remember, there are a lot of, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times people will like tell me a story that, or I said something, or we did this together. I'll be like, really? When did that? (laughs) I know, I know. But having photos really helps, brings me back to that place. I can, and videos too, right? Like you can hear the setting. You can really immerse yourself and put yourself back into that place. Josh, you mentioned journaling. That is something that I do do. Um, So I try to journal every day. And it's more like a diary-esque thing. I mostly just write about what I have done today. I track my mood. So I'll rank my mood from like 1 to 10. Mm. Um, I used to track a lot of things, but now I've scaled back because it's just too much. Um, So I track um, when I woke up, when I sleep my mood, if I moved my body that day, like what kind of fun stuff I did. Hmm. Um, and then I would then I would have a section where I would just free for all write whatever it is that I want to write. And hmm. I usually just start with like, from the moment I woke up, what were some of the things I did? What were some of the key events that happened? Maybe somebody said something really funny and I will write that down and like, <laughs> like Lucas's, <laughs> situation earlier your hard long sweaty situation maybe that's gonna go in my journal (laughs) someone has to remember it because i'm gonna forget about it intentionally yeah i'm trying really hard not to make that as the title of this episode (laughs) don't don't. poop troop with christy east sounds a lot better than poop troop poop yeah man just a long hard sweaty poop troop oh my god anyways that's classics classic um on that kind of kind of similar note though um also for your show like i I just love how you guys describe your show too uh you you call it a podcast that helps eases into the treacherous waters of adulthood relationships and identities which i find is is pretty cool because it's it's meant for like us that's going into our adulthood on that note though what would you think your younger self would say about the christy we see today Oh, interesting. That's a good question. Because usually we ask, like, what would you say to your younger self or, you know, something like that. But mm-hmm. um, what would my younger self say to me today? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> man, this, this, I feel like this is going to sound really narcissistic, but. Please. <laughs> I think, I think 20 year old Christy would be really proud to see. <laughs> to see like 31 year old Christy, because I don't think 20 year old Christy would have ever thought that I would be a podcaster, that I moved to Toronto, that, you know, I am where I am in my career. 
And I think my younger self would be like, hey, if that's my future, that looks pretty dope. Good job. <laughs> Good for her. Amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Like, like, in all honesty, I, I thought, I remember writing down in my uh, grade 10 journal, because we had CAP, career and personal planning classes in high school. I said, like, I would be a youth pastor and, like, marry oh kids by 24. <laughs> you, you have, that's, now that you mention it, that's just, like, you have huge youth pastor energy i just feel like oh, i just feel like that would, no no i feel like you've got you've got that you've got that stick down you know that part of uh spider-man uh no way home yeah where where it's like they described uh toby mcguire's peter parker as like a youth pastor counselor because he's just he's got the look it's like man now that you mention it you've got you've got the vibe lucas you're just always so so positive so nice so I helpful God. you should just why are you why are you an actor you should be yeah. a youth pastor what are you doing lucas what stop are you it, doing guys. stop it you, sh you should be making it for the lord <laughs> josh oh hey, my god it's a backup plan i mean i you know i don't even need to go to like theology school or seminary to be a youth pastor i don't think so no i just have to be a good guy nice check and there's, yeah and i hear the pension is great Ooh. yeah it's a uh, it's eternal is what i hear oh you're talking about that <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah fucking hell josh here we yeah. go hey. get that mind going yeah i right. love all right <laughs> this is why he's a comedian <laughs> there we are yeah 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 um okay i i also did want also want to like because we are almost almost running out of time because we do have like more outro stuff and everything like that but you know like creating a show is no small feat like it's something that i'm sure you and angie just kind of stumbled upon the idea of, of doing something together how what looking back at the process of it was there anything that you would change in terms of how you built the show is there anything that you would give advice to for people who do want to start a new podcast mm. Okay, so there's part one and part two. So part one, is there anything we would change? Um, I My gut reaction is no, because whatever we have done has got us to wherever we are, and I like where we're at, you know? <laughs> so I don't want to change. Um, advice for potential, like, people who want to start a podcast, just do it. Like that's the biggest advice. If you have all these ideas in your head, they're just gonna stay as ideas in your head unless you put it into action. And the scariest part is putting it into action. But the thing mm. is like, we all have fears. It's doing the thing despite having the fears. It's taking the fear with you and going, you know, head on into the journey anyways. Who cares? Just do it, you know, record it and throw it out there and feel uncomfortable because that's part of it, okay? Yeah. But do it. If you wanna do it, you should do it. That's my advice. Gang, whoever's listening out there, just follow Christy's words, literally. Just fucking do it. <laughs> yes, the not safe for work Nike. Uh, Nike yeah. um, oh, what is it? Slogan? Slogan, yeah. Wow, my head just... My brain just farted uh, quite a bit there. Did you just get COVID recently? I mean, 
that's another thing about the whole, you know, being worried about like dementia, like with the potential COVID symptoms. That's something I think feel like a lot of people would, would potentially have to deal with. But um, I did have one question for you in terms of, you know, um, building your podcast from the beginning to where it is now. Uh, you do have guests that come on to the podcast and understanding the structure and philosophy of what you guys are, are trying to create with your podcast is definitely very like a sensitive topic is like you want to be able to make sure that your guests trust uh, you and Angie enough to be able to share the, the shit that uh, you don't tell mom. So what has been kind of your process or like philosophy in prepping your guests when they mm. come on is like do they do you look for guests that have uh, a willingness to like be more open and share you know their their stories and that's kind of like okay we're on the same page or is it a thing where they're interested in coming on and then you two kind of make it comfortable enough for them to kind of share things that they wouldn't necessarily share we do a combination of both so sometimes we might I don't know, share a meme or share a story and somebody related to it, they'll message us and they'll t start telling us their story. A lot of times, you know, people feel heard and they will feel already comfortable in sharing a bit more vulnerability. <laughs> so they'll tell us their story. And then if we're like, hey, this is actually a great story. Like, would you like to share that story on our show? I think a lot of people will benefit. Um, so sometimes they'll just come to us and tell us a story and we'll be like, this is great. Other times we'll reach out to folks. Like we reach out to Lucas and we're like, yo, <laughs> you got some vulnerable stories you want to tell the world. <laughs> Not, <laughs> um, but how we navigate that is we, we try to be, we try to be very kind and respectful of always, um, during a recording, we always preface that hey, if there's something that you shared and you feel like you actually don't want this to be out in the world, like you change your mind afterwards, we always let folks know like, we can just edit this shit, okay? That's what post-production is all about. And if you don't want the episode out at all, like we don't have to put it out at all. When, we, when a guest comes onto our show, our focus is on the guests. Like we want this to be an experience for them. We want, it to, we want them to feel good about sharing their story and we want them to feel liberated. And we want to just be ears as friends for the other person to be there and support them while they're telling us whatever it is that they're telling us. And the purpose Again, the purpose of our whole podcast is we want more people to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if a person is already on our show, they already took that huge step of stepping into that discomfort, whether we release it or not, like that's just bonus, right? So we wanna be there right. for that person. Uh, we haven't actually like not released anything, <laughs> but I think that comes from a place of just us wanting to provide a safe, space for people and letting them know that hey it's it's okay if if you change your mind there's that option of backing out and it's totally fine and i think that gives people like a safety net to hold on to love it love it um just almost to wrap it up here just the last question that i have for you 
Um, you, you did talk a lot about like, you know, sharing your own updates and everything like that. And, you know, your struggles, your, your continuing battles and everything like that. Uh, we've, we've heard a lot of updates from you on your show, but what have you learned about yourself as a result of having your own venue to share your updates? Oh man, <laughs> I would say I feel like, okay. I try to practice what I preach all the mm. time. So even in my day job, like I work in healthcare, so I preach about a lot of things. Okay? And I try to practice all the healthcare tips that um, we preach about. Mm -hmm. In our show, we preach about sharing, being vulnerable, being comfortable with the discomfort. What I've learned is that even though I'm uncomfortable, the more I do it, the easier it kind of gets. Mm -hmm. And when people ask me things like, hey, how's it going? How are you today? A lot of times our default answer is like, I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. Like, you know, this just, we're just so ingrained to spit out that answer automatically. Now I try to be a little bit more mindful about it. I try mm -hmm. to pause and actually think, okay, how am I doing? What is my energy level today? Am I feeling excited? Am I feeling tired? Maybe it's both at the same time. And I let's try to be honest when I answer that question. So what have I learned about myself? I think I'm going to spin that question or at least spin my answer to that question is mm -hmm. I've, I've learned to try to be more honest with me um, mm -hmm. about how I feel and where I'm at and checking in with myself and being okay and giving myself the permission and space to prioritize my mental health and doing that like in front of people, you know, and hopefully by doing that, that could encourage them to think about, well, actually, you know what, my energy is kind of low today too, but it's okay because X, Y, Z, you know, and hopefully that we can just keep sharing that love all around. <laughs> love it. Give it up for Christy. This is incredible. Thank you, Christy. Give it up for you guys for, for giving me the platform and sharing my stories. Of course, of course. Round of applause for everybody. 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 Yeah, All the yeah. good feels. <laughs> All right. Josh, do you think it's time for a would you rather? <laughs> would I? Uh, <laughs> yes. I think it is time that we ask our end of podcast game. We like to play with our guests. Would you rather, Lucas and I will each have a would you rather uh, question that we'll ask you. And um, I mean, you answer it. It's pretty simple uh, structure. <laughs> so uh, I, can, I can start off with my sure. would you rather. <laughs> would you rather win the $50 million lottery jackpot and everything that comes with it, the money, but also the pressure and potential anxiety and the mental health, you know, stuff that comes with it that people don't necessarily realize with suddenly winning the lottery and having this influx of cash. Or would you rather not win the lottery and then just live your life as you would? So the choice is just status quo or win the lottery. Is that right? Yes. Okay. I feel like there's a right answer to this, but I'm not going to say the right answer. I, I, I want the money. 
There you go. There you go. I'm going to be honest about it. (laughs) Give me the 50 million. Let me me use that money to take care of my mental health and all the stress that comes with it. But at least I have some of the... (laughs) Lucas. (laughs) Yeah, I want want the money. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's a fair philosophical question, though I would also agree... I want the money as well, even <laughs> though even though it's, it's like I've thought through some of these scenarios or like, oh, if I suddenly had this money, it's like, am, am I now suddenly going to see the world differently? Uh, you know, am I going to trust people who now know that I have, you know, all this money is like, what do they want from me and all of that? And then I realized I still have all this money. So uh, I feel like all those problems eventually go away unless you're in like like a monkey paw situation and it turns into this whole Grimm's fairy tale. And then on your deathbed, you realize you shouldn't have taken the money. But that then again, that's a very interesting arc to, Uh you know, the story of your life. Very interesting journal entries you could put in there. So, um, yeah, I think I mean, you know, you never know. People might take it. But uh, who knows what happens when you have all that money? Exactly. Like, who knows what what other cool opportunities might come up because you have the money. And, you know, yes, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of lots of money problems that come along with it. But the money in of itself is a resource, right? Like how I'm going to use it is up to me. And resources help solve problems. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my that was my would you rather um, nice team money that was, that was uh yeah yeah lucas All right. okay but like i, I kind of want to know what would lucas do just rapid fire would you take the money I, or status quo take the money <laughs> of course <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> would you take the money or no give me money <laughs> Look at us being all honest. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should have framed it as in uh, you take the money, but ah, yes, this is what you take the money, but then you lose all. No, man, you human- had your question already. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Literally, right. your would you rather question is do you want 50 million? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like the philosophy was more in my head. And then I realized it's like, maybe I should have just worded it better in the consequence element of you have all this money, but you had, you don't have a friend. (laughs) You don't have friends. Or you like lose all your limbs. Like that would be, yeah, I would keep my limbs. Maybe. Well, yeah. But then you could buy new limbs. I know. I thought about it, but like how much is a limb? Right. And then I got to times that by four. Is that like most of my money already? Yeah, but then I might as well go back too? to status quo. Yeah, <laughs> and you could get you could get and robotic toes. limbs, which would make you faster, better, stronger. <laughs> anyways, that's, that's also anyways. a slogan from somewhere, isn't it? Better, faster, strong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's also. Oh, that's uh, that's Daft Punk and Kanye. Isn't that that the song? I think it's also I... something Nike adjacent. <laughs> IKEA. No, Nike. No, I said oh, Nike. Nike, Nike oh, okay. adjacent, better, faster, stronger. Okay. Um, as a disclaimer to this, would you rather question? I just know that uh, there's a certain um, food that Christy just loves. It's 
it's yes. So just I'm like, this is news to me because I love like all food. So oh, well, what? I'm hoping I'm hoping you like this one more than like okay. exceptionally more, just because you and I talked. Anyways, would you rather give up all noodles, but have your podcast take off, or have the podcast crash and burn, but still have your noodles? Oh my god, what <laughs> question is that? Evil chaotic. That's, you're twisted. <laughs> this youth pastor, I don't know, man. <laughs> Psych. Okay. Um, I would take the noodles. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Having to give up all noodles? Like, yes, but then... I'll start another podcast. That's fine. You know? Oh, true. But, like, I can't give up all noodles for the rest of my life. Are you kidding me? But but what if you become that Oprah level oh, of, no. <laughs> of fame where the podcast no. just takes off and now you're just all your dreams of making it have come true, but you just got to not eat noodles. Yeah, just none of this sweet, sweet goodness. Oh no noodles, no pasta. Yeah. Nothing long, <laughs> hard. And sweaty and oh, salty. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wet and salty. Oh boy, this this podcast, <laughs> this episode is falling off the rails. Brought to you by Gong Zai Min. Yeah. Yeah, we did a lot of product dropping today too. Yeah, a lot of Nike mm. for some reason. But but I love it. You would still keep your noodles though. Is that what you said? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. But okay, logically it doesn't make sense because if I was Oprah level, like why why can't I eat noodles? I'm Oprah. Because you made like, it. I, <laughs> because by not eating noodles, you've somehow created a chemistry, a new chemistry within your body that allows you to become Oprah. I don't know. The, the, the logic of this doesn't. <laughs> I made a deal with the devil and the trade-off yeah. is no noodles, noodles for the rest of my no life, noodles. but I get to be Asian Oprah. Yes. As a pastor, like you, you cannot speak like that. A pack of the devil. <laughs> Yeah, My but goodness. this is your evil question. So <laughs> who's the devil now? Yeah, true, true. Okay, true. Um, if it's, I might actually take the Oprah thing. Ooh. Because I feel like the Oprah thing could help a lot more people, but the noodle thing is just like a, a me thing. Like, a, it's a selfish <gasps> noodle thing. Mm, so Christy. I see. So, you know? so now the, the more wow. humanitarian, the more giving <laughs> side of Christy comes out. Not the noodle craze side of <laughs> Christy so that's the balance like if I if I give up noodles for the rest of my life but I get to be able to help a lot more people by being Asian Oprah like mm. yeah I'll give up noodles what's the monetary what's the monetary amount that would convince you to give up noodles like how much would somebody pay this is I'm basically taking Lucas's question and and morphing it into my question like what, what, how much money would it take for you to never eat noodles ever again okay I don't want to give a um absolute number because you know shit like inflation happens oh true. so I just if I could have like very comfortable financial freedom for the rest of my life I will give up noodles <laughs> so it's got to follow all the inflation but like you know live well and comfortable mm, mm. okay that's oh, fair okay I mean, cool that, that's, fair. that's fair yeah okay 
Less than 50 mil, though, I, I think. Less than 50 mil? Like, 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 <laughs> you could probably be comfortable with less than 50 mil. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody really needs 50 mil, though. It'd be nice. It would be mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> Yay, Christy! <laughs> Yay! What a, what a way to end. <laughs> what, what a journal entry I'm going to have tonight. <laughs> 50 million or noodles? <laughs> All right. <laughs> or can people find you and what are your handles and how can people find your show? Okay, people can find our show, Shit We Don't Tell Mom, on Apple Pods, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. They yes. can check us out at Shit We Don't Tell Mom on Instagram or check out our website at shitwedonttellmom.com. Love it. And, and your own Instagram? Oh, my own Instagram is yeah. Christy Yee underscore. So it's K-R-I-S-T-Y-Y-E-E underscore. So Follow shoot her. me up a DM. Nice, nice, nice. Sick, sick. Mr. Josh Young, pointing that mm. way. Where yes. can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Josh Young Comedy uh, across all social media. Um, why, are we, why are you laughing? Anyways. I was hoping you'd say at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> callback you could email me at you know josh yang uh josh young comedy at gmail.com you know in case you want to you know you just become pen pal or email pal or whatever it'll probably go into spam but um other than that you could also listen to the sleep with josh podcast yes. podcast where about a year ago that's the latest episode was a year ago where i use my voice to uh read things that are genuinely dry and boring like laws the dictionary and counting sheep for an hour so you could listen to that if you have trouble falling asleep and uh maybe maybe i'll have new episodes who knows i don't know but uh you could look that up at sleep uh, the sleep with josh podcast and lucas what about you everyone can find me across social media at lucas john ing again that last name just two letters and for nancy g for golf if you like what you see and hear, you can follow us at HWMIY Podcast wherever you listen and watch for your podcasts, be it YouTube for all the good video stuff right here, or the audio stuff on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff there. Um, yeah, let's give it up for Christy one more time. This was incredible. Yay! Thank you, Thank you for having me on the show. Woo! All right, see you all in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.